What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. Okay, so I, surprise, surprise, I have another Astros update. And I don't know if I've already talked about this, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to be talking a little bit about, you know, the Dodgers and MLB free agency and stuff like that. So it's, I might as well just clump this all together. I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt anyway. So anyway, so the Astros cheating scandal. So there's a little bit of an update. And <laughs> it, if this is true, this would be incredible. So here's what we know now, right? Here's here's where we left off. And so what what we knew was that the Astros had a... You know, there was there was a lot of evidence between the executives sending out emails to scouts to cheat. Um, there was, you know, they had a camera set up in center field and the camera would relay or the someone operating the camera or whatever it was would look at the signs from the catcher. They would relay these signs or they would, you know, you know, they would give some sort of signal or whatever it was to communicate these signs to, to three different sources that we know, right? There'd be someone in the dugout, there would be someone in the bullpen, and there would be someone in the clubhouse who would be banging on a trash can. And the new thing that, <laughs> I mean, this to me is a total stretch. The other ones seem kind of, kind of plausible. The trash can one for sure. I think there's a lot of evidence in that. I mean, there's, they even had that in their documentary for the 2017 World Series. That's the craziest part. I mean, <laughs> they didn't even edit that out, which is nuts. Um, so the interesting thing now is that they're saying is that the Astros had these like stickers or bandages that would that they would either put on their body or on the, on the bats. And these, what they would do is that they would relay or they would the stickers would buzz in real time if it was like an off-speed pitch, fastball, whatever their system was. Um, and the only evidence that I'm aware of that, that there is is that there was like a sticker that was on a bat and it fell off during an at-bat. And I guess one of the, the, the hitters saw the sticker and put it in their pocket, which raises some questions because if I'm at if I'm an at-bat and there's just like the generic sticker on my bat, m- mind you, if you're in the MLB, you have plenty of bats right you're like a little league player where you just get that one bat and you have to hold on to it for two years or whatever and then maybe you can get another one when you get older i mean these guys have like hundreds of versions of these bats or whatever that they they like to swing around so it was kind of weird that he finds the sticker falls off he puts it in his pocket which is kind of bizarre right because it's like who would even care even if you only had one bat and the sticker falls off it you're not really most nine times out of ten people aren't going to care um and as mad as i am with the astros for you know cheating and everything like that if this sticker thing is true i mean i hate to say it, but this is kind of impressive i mean i mean that's like some tony stark level technology i mean that's like so impressive like who would have ever thought to do that i mean that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of crazy if you think about it um, I mean, I don't even know who they have like scientists in a lab, like creating this technology for them. I mean, this is, this is so interesting. Um, again, I, I mean, I'm not excusing what they did. Obviously. I mean, if you've heard my other episodes on this before, you know, I'm disgusted with it. It's a disgrace. It's a, you know, threatens the integrity, integrity of the game, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, that's, that's just crazy. I mean, that would just be, that would be, that would be wild. I mean, it got, it's so crazy to the point where as a Dodger, even as a Dodger fan who lost that World Series, I have to kind of tip my hat to them like, wow, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Um, okay. 
Anyway, so MLB free agency. Uh, I'm going to be focusing specifically on the Dodgers. You you guys knew this was going to be specifically about the Dodgers. I don't really talk about any other baseball team. Um, unless it's the Astros cheating, I guess. But so the Dodgers, MLB free agency. So there are three big free agents, right? The, the three biggest free agents in this MLB free agency, which kind of conflicts with the Dodgers because the Dodgers need bullpen help so bad. And people are getting upset because, you know, let me, I'm sorry, I am jumping all over the place. The three big MLB free agents are Anthony Rendon, Garrett Cole, and Steven Strasburg. Right. The issue, though, with the Dodgers is with with as <laughs> the it's the issue with the Dodgers about how that kind of fits in with them. That the Dodgers, like I said, the Dodgers need bullpen help really, 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 really bad, and there just aren't any big arms realistically available right now in free agency. It's not a heavy. This free agency, if you if I'm the Yankees, I am thrilled because the Yankees are in dire need of starting pitching, right? There is so much starting pitching of it, like available right now in free agency. Um, I think Zach Wheeler just signed with like the Phillies or whatever. Uh, Cole Hamels just signed. You know, there's just so much, like I said, so much talent starting pitching, but not so much in the bullpen. So it really does create an issue, and especially because the Dodgers, one of their strengths is having a already strong starting rotation and they have so many young guys too um you know you have um oh my god i'm totally blanking out on his name this is gonna bug me no I, I, we have bueller and we have kershaw um we have ryu if we're gonna sign him back which i'll talk about a little bit later who am i um no dustin may dustin may and oh my god the other guy that i'm totally forgetting and he oh my god what is it he likes i'm gonna look this up he likes cats or something i normally don't look up looks up stuff like this let me take a look at this um dodge what did i put up dodgers pitcher cats what is this oh wait what is it where is it where is it oh tony gonsolin there we go yeah i mean they have some young guys they can roll with too i mean i don't think it'd be smart to have them as the at the core i don't think they're ready yet uh to be at the core of our starting rotation and Rich Hill, I mean, that's a big blow too. Rich Hill's not going to be ready. I mean, he's a free agent, so it doesn't really affect the Dodgers too much. But Rich Hill's not going to be available until, what what is it, like um, the midway through this upcoming season. And he's been battling injuries and stuff like that, which is frustrating because he was playing so well before he got hurt. Um, but anyways, so all these free agents. And here's the thing we have to realize with MLB free agency. If you're a brand new baseball fan, here's what you have to understand that MLB free agency moves like a snail. It's not like basketball. It's definitely not like football. It just, it moves really, really slow. I mean, we were waiting for like four or five months for Bryce Harper to make a decision, right? I mean, it just takes so long, um, which is crazy because someone like Bryce Harper, that other guys are have to wait on his decision to make up their decision to see, you know, who's still willing to send them offers, whatever it is. Um, so Steven Strasburg, uh, the Dodgers met with him. I mean, th- these meetings, you know, there's just sort of like a, like a, I don't know. I wouldn't look too much into it. I wouldn't get too excited. I mean, these guys, people meet. I mean, I think Strasburg even met with the Yankees. He's, met, he's meeting with everyone he can. So I wouldn't take too much into it that, oh, he met with the Dodgers. That's a clear-cut sign he's going to sign with us. No, I mean, him and, I mean, he's a, he'd be a phenomenal piece. I would love to have him. I just don't think realistically that he's going to come here. Um, I, I mean, if any, if, if any pitcher were to come here, I mean, maybe Garrett Cole, cause he has some roots in LA and he went to UCLA and everything like that. Although they're, they are saying that Garrett Cole is interested in going to the angels, which I haven't really understood. Um, granted my opinion might be a little bit biased, but I just don't understand that because the Dodgers, 
spend so much money. The Dodgers are a better team. The Dodgers get way more recognition um, in, in Los Angeles. And it's just it, it'd just be kind of crazy for Garrett Cole to go from the Houston Astros, who are in the last two out of the three World Series, um, and want to go to the Angels, who are still who are a project. I mean, even if the Angels get Garrett Cole, I don't think that really puts them... They're not making the playoffs. I mean, if not with the Astros still in the division. I mean, there's just no way. Um, so it'd be kind of interesting because Garrett Cole is 28 years old. So he's in his prime. So it's a, where does he want to spend his prime years? So it to me, it's very interesting. I think... I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. Um, I don't think that the Dodgers get any of these big free agents. Um, like I said before, it doesn't really fit the needs, and I don't. And the Dodgers have have always been reluctant to sign these free agents. These free agents are going to want like eight years or something like that. And the Dodgers only give out like four or five year contracts. Although I think that's going to change when we have to sign resign Cody Bellinger. But so for the most part, the Dodgers recently have not given out these big contracts. Um, and because you see some of these teams paying for it now, right? Look at the Angels, for example, right? Let's go back to the Angels. Albert Pujols signed this huge contract. Um, God, what was it, like years ago or something like that? I mean, when did he, when did he sign? Like 2012, something like that, I want to say. He signed this huge contract with them for like 10 years, and then now the Angels are paying for it. And the whole idea, too, if you're not familiar with giving these, you know, maybe these people who are like 28 years old a 10-year contract is that, you're trying to keep your fans happy and you're trying to keep their, you're trying to win a championship and a championship speaks volumes. You know, if you win a championship, that keeps your fan base, that keeps the city happy for a very long time. I mean, the Dodgers last won a World Series in 1988 and it was just about a few years ago that everyone's like, okay, you know, it's been, it's been almost 30 years. I mean, I guess we could, we should probably try winning one again. You know, <laughs> people are just so satisfied with it for so long that, you know, they're willing to put up with it. They're willing to, it's worth it, right? If you have to overpay someone, it's worth it. If you win the championship, totally worth it. Um, I think out of the big three, those big three, those big three free agents that I mentioned, I think Rendon would make the most sense. Um, it just, you know, Rendon's not looking for a long contract. Um, he, I mean, Justin Turner said he'd be willing to move positions for him. He would remain a very competitive. Now, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that Rendon, I think Rendon's from Texas. So I don't think he has Los Angeles, roots in California or anything like that, but it's, it'd be really interesting. I mean, he would, he would, you know, he'd be on a very competitive team. Would Rendon put us over the edge? He might. I mean, realistically, he might. Rendon is a very good hitter, very good fielder. Um, he finished like third in MVP voting. He can play third base. Um, he's a right-handed at right-handed hitter, which we are in a deficit of because the Dodgers love this. The, the Dodgers. I don't want this to be a rant, but the Dodgers just have this obsession with these like left-handed hitters that are just home run hitters or nothing. That's like our whole. <laughs> that's our whole lineup. We're either gonna hit like five home runs in a game, or we're just gonna strike out every single time. Um, but yeah, I mean, realistically, and I, I, I'm going to repeat myself. I don't see the Dodgers re-signing. Um, I don't, I don't see the Dodgers. Re, I mean, not re-signing. I don't see the Dodgers signing any of these big free agents. Um, I think the best case scenario, this is the absolute best case scenario. Um, like realistic best case scenario, because I mean, obviously the best case scenario would be to get all three of these guys, but I mean, that's not possible, but the, realistically the best case scenario, I mean, this is just me with pure optimism. We sign Anthony Rendon and we re, and we re-sign Hunjin Ryu, and to me that would be great. If we did that, that'd be awesome. Um, again, we can't address our bullpen. There aren't else to make a trade. We I mean, in the free agency we can't address our bullpen. So to me that'd be awesome. 
So, I mean, that, that, would, that would be pretty cool. But again, with Ryu, though, and I've talked about him a little bit, I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I hate to be that guy. I'm just a little skeptical with Ryu because he goes from this amazing, amazing pitcher in the regular season, and he doesn't have a total drop-off like Kershaw. He keeps you in it. He'll give up three to four runs in a playoff game, so it's it's manageable. He's not going to give up like five runs or you know blow a lead or whatever it is. Um, he, he plays okay. So there, there is a little bit of a drop-off. He's not the same pitcher. Some guys... Like Strasburg and Cole and these, you know, Verland. Actually, no, Verlander didn't actually even play that well. But some of these other pitchers, Bumgarner back in the day, right? Um, some of these other pitchers, they play sometimes even better, right? I mean, that would just. But Ryu and you know, but Walker Bueller, right? Walker Bueller plays so well in the um, in the playoffs, super super well. Um, but you know, Ryu just kind of he goes from like great to like pedestrian. So I'm a little skeptical of that, and you know, he's the king of load management. Um, he cannot play a lot of games. Um, he has a lot of wear and tear on his body. And I think he's like 30, 30-ish. He's at least 30 years old, 31, 32, something like that. But anyways, so it'll be very interesting to see with MLB Free Agency. Um, we will have plenty and plenty of time to talk about this. So I, I'm going to have some other episodes when some more rumors and more evidence and meetings and stuff happen. So this is just sort of like a soft entry into the MLB Free Agency because we have a long time. But anyways, thank you guys so, so much for listening. My name is Teddy Ragsack, and this has been TED Talk Sports.